in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Hello, everybody. Hello. Happy summer to you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's an extremely hot day today. It is indeed hot but sunny. <laughs> You know, those two things go together, don't they? Do quite well, <laughs> generally. Yes. <laughs> all right. So uh, we have a rather na- nice. Uh, they're all nice, by the way, but this one is particularly good. Um, this is a review from Saint Weasel in Germany, and uh, who described the podcast as easy on the ears. Uh, <laughs> this podcast will make you an expert on China without even having visited the country. That's a that's a pretty big. Uh, Comment. Statement. The statement, yeah. You can now impress your friends with your extensive knowledge on the everyday China while also being mildly entertained, binge listening to the animated American and, and, <laughs> and the husky Brit, uh, whose voice is music to my ears. Uh, I, I wanna, I don't know if I should say the end bit. Um, but he does finish it with, uh, woo woo woo. Oh, nice. Yeah. I uh, wanna get that printed and just like put it somewhere in the office. That's an awesome review. Yeah. <laughs> Easy on the ears. Easy on the ears. Mm. Definitely. Well, mm. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, we've got some comments, or a really, really long comment from China Bob on our episode 89, which was all about um, things that Chinese people find gross about Westerners, like things that we do that they just think is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says, uh, my two cents, if you don't mind. Uh, first, sorry to be pedantic, but uh, Changchun is not in Harbin. Harbin is in Heilongjiang province. I don't. I, I guess we must have mentioned something about what, Harbin. Changchun. Changchun. I don't know. I, I uh, wonder if it was in the I think article. He's talking about the ice. The ice, uh, Did we town. mention that in Yeah, maybe I mentioned something about it. I thought the ice, <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, it was somewhere north, no, I guess. <laughs> Heilongjiang, okay. But it's, uh, definitely, I think, yeah, must be mentioning about the ice sculpture village. I thought that was in Harbin. Harbin Ice Village. Is that what he's talking about? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure what, we, I can't remember what we talked about. <laughs> um, he just says, uh, Changchun is in, uh, Jilin province. I've been to the northeast many times as my wife is from Jilin and has friends in both places. I highly recommend a winter visit here. Harbin is spectacular and Jilin has spots along the Songhua that are so beautiful as well. I, I'm not sure. I guess we must have made a, made a mistake in what we, where we said something was. I don't know. I'm wondering if it was an article. Changchun. Chang- yeah, I don't even... Sure. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we made a mistake. Uh, okay, so on we we were talking about the there was an article about uh you like unisex toilets, and he says the smoking thing in the men's bathroom is a big thing. I don't feel it has anything to do with covering the smell. It's more to do with the fact that they figure no one will bother them in the stall, even though the rule is against smoking. They feel that they they will get away with it. They don't smoke outside the stall as they may get called on it. Um, they're too lazy to go all the way outside if they're on an upper floor. I'd love to see smoke-activated ceiling fire sprinklers. Hmm. Uh, funny the laws about the opposite sex entering the bathroom when just a short flight away in Japan, you will find women cleaning the men's bathroom while the men are still using it. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, I've seen that in China too, men cleaning the women's bathroom. I mean, it's not as common, but I've definitely had that experience where yeah. I've walked out of the stall and there's a man in yeah, there cleaning. Yeah, yeah. He's always... 
got his head down, though. Right. I mean, you can tell he's been, he's just, like, probably feels really embarrassed about it. But he's, he's, I never felt like, oh, he's, like, you know, the cleaners are being creepy or awkward. They're always just head down doing their, doing their thing. Yeah. Um... He continues and says, and plus there are women attendants in the men's hot springs, um, not sex workers, I mean women cleaning the place. Uh, I've been standing at a urinal doing my business just to have a woman come up and start cleaning the one beside me. <laughs> Bizarre, but it doesn't really bother me. Uh, yeah, that's... I, I can imagine that being awkward, I guess. Definitely awkward. Definitely. Luckily we get to use a stall, but anyway. Um... Uh, she said, uh, he continues and says, um, not, uh, that, like, this uncomfortableness that you normal, like, other people would usually feel that Nora mentioned is, I find, normally one way. Uh, most men couldn't be bothered. <laughs> and, uh, don't worry if you're a woman and have not gone to Japan yet, but want to, uh, it's only a one way thing. There are no male attendants in the ladies' facilities. Okay, so, uh, women can clean men's bathrooms, but not the other way around. So is because, that just because I guess they more think that women are, are not bothered, or maybe they, maybe because their job is yeah yeah possibly more usually it is it is females mm. yeah. although here maybe not so much yeah here I think it's there's still more women I think oh I agree I agree there are than more. men but yeah you see quite a few yeah so um, Bob goes on to talk about uh, obviously some of the habits because that's what we were talking about in that episode. And this is a big one um, about wearing the slippers. He said, my Chinese family are always scolding me for not wearing slippers in the house. I prefer uh, bare feet. But if you've lived in a house with marble floors in the north during winter, you may go slippered during winter. Ooh. Uh, reality, yeah. uh, reality of the no shoes in the house thing is because these people are always spitting outside. Oh. So they imagine you're walking through that all day and other trash and you and don't want you dragging that inside on the bottoms of your shoes. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, a lot of these people don't own a lot of clothes from what I've seen. I worked in an office where you could see people coming to work several days in a row in the same clothes. So I guess that's why they wash daily. Oh yeah, that was another point we made that a lot of Chinese people with hand wash clothes um, at the end of the day. Yeah, instead of putting them in a laundry basket right. and doing it once a week. Yeah. Um, on to squatting. He said, personally, I cannot get used to the people doing that squat. Squatting on the roadside, on the corner of uh, a corner on top of the public bench instead of just sitting on it. <laughs> the way they squat is really particular, too. They have their feet, like, flat on the ground. They look like little birds. Sometimes you'll see, like, a bunch of people in business, like, men in business suits, like, all squatting in a row, and they just look like yeah. these... They look like they've... they've like birds that have been dressed in business suits. Yeah, even if like, cause the the I think that uh, squat thing is is quite difficult to master, <laughs> in my opinion. But uh, also, could you imagine like just the equivalent like in the West of of watching like businessmen sort of just crouch, just crouch together in a group. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. yeah, and especially if they're like on their lunch break or something, and they're eating that sugar cane. So the sugar cane is just like literally like a cane of sugar, like just yeah. chopped and then just husked. So it looks like they're gnawing on like a big piece of wood, like a one foot and a half piece of like a plank of wood is what it looks like. <laughs> and they're gnawing on it and then spitting the, um, cause you just chew it a bit and then you spit out the wood and you get the sugary taste. It's actually really good. I really mm-hmm. like sugar cane. But you see him like sitting, Squatting and then gnawing on this wood. It's just, yeah, it's really funny to see people doing these things in business attire. (laughs) 
Yeah. And where else they they otherwise look very presentable, but then they've got this crouch position and then gnawing away at the sugar cane. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bizarre one. Um, I love it. <laughs> he also says, uh, the food holding thing, I cannot get used to people at McDonald's unwrapping their burger like it's a banana. Uh, they won't touch it, but then they will still pick up the fries with their fingers. Uh, only one at a time, though. <laughs> Hmm. And it seems to be a law here that you must put ketchup on your fries, even if it means squeezing ketchup onto each fry one at a time as you eat them. <laughs> I've never noticed that, to be honest. That's uh, funny. He says, as for cheese, uh, I know Chinese people who really like cheese. We did say that uh, we have a feeling that Chinese people don't really like cheese and it's just like a fashion accessory. Mm, that's from what I've seen. Um yeah. He says that he, he really does believe that people like cheese and they're not faking it. <laughs> the market near me has a wide selection and I see Chinese ordering it all the time. My wife told me how she thought it was gross when she was first introduced to it when she lived in Paris but soon got to love it. Uh, she'll eat stronger cheeses than me. I'm more uh, for the milder ones like Camembert or some of those nice goat cheeses but she will dig into a blue cheese, no probs. Cool. Hmm. Um, Maybe that's also a northern and southern thing, possibly. too. Because I feel like northern yeah. Chinese cuisine is somehow similar. I guess because of the Turkic influence, the Mongols and stuff, mm-hmm. that, that probably have more similar yeah. flavor palette to uh, west, mm-hmm. the West. Um, and he, f- he finishes off by saying, um, I nearly died laughing at Holly's quick remark to say Chinese girls have no cleavage. Uh, you two are too sheltered and have spent too much time in the south. <laughs> well, that is very true. But come up north, plenty of boobies here. And the younger <laughs> girls are at least the ones under 30. Uh, for the most part, don't seem to mind showing it off. Uh, fashion outweighs modesty more and more for the under 30s. Fair enough, we may be sheltered, but I still stand mostly by what I'm Because we still get northerners in, in Shenzhen. Exactly. Like people we from have all over people the place. from everywhere. Come on. You can't tell me the average <laughs> Chinese girl has the same bust size. Like, just look at how many bras in each size are sold in China versus, like, right. per capita versus in, like, in the West. Yeah. You can just see it. It's just so, okay, like, maybe there are slightly more bustier. But I don't know. I don't think it's a northern, southern thing. I feel like they're the tall, like being tall, is definitely more common in the north. Mm-hmm. But as far as a figure goes, because you'll have like, because okay, like you take the Philippines, and Filipino women generally are curvier, right? And so you'd think that like southern, I don't know if it's, I, I doubt that it's a northern southern thing. I think you got to look at the bra. Stati- like lingerie statistics, statistics and, to figure it out. That's what I'm going to be doing when we when we come off here. Yeah, it's a good way to spend your time for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so he finishes off. Uh, you girls are out doing yourselves with the laughs this time. The public toilet <laughs> humor was so funny. Cheers, Bob. Well, thank you, Bob, Thanks, for your Bob. feedback. It's such a pity we narrowly missed him. He came almost to Shenzhen, but then of course just happened to have a typhoon during the days that he was going to come. The weather has been pretty miserable recently. I mean, we've okay, now we're in sunshine, we've got sun again, um, but we had like two weeks where it was just rain. Yeah, yeah, and like hard rain. But I don't know, I kind of like it when you're inside and you can hear that. It just pours down. Yeah. The other day I saw, like I had never seen this before, I literally, from my balcony, I could see the cloud coming. It was mm. moving so fast, and it was such hard rain. And then I could see it leaving. I literally, like, watched. 
I had never seen it so clearly where I could see the cloud and the rain coming down and I could see it come in and then I could see it leave. Not just that the sky was white, but literally like a cloud, and like in a cartoon mm-hmm. where there's a guy who's having a bad day and like a cloud floats over his head and rains just on him. It was like that. It was really, really crazy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get really fascinated by the weather here. It's, it's really cool. interesting. Um, Subtropics. Yeah. Yes. It's, I don't mind the rain, but I don't particularly enjoy it, having to take the dog out in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That adds an extra layer. Yeah. He hasn't learned to dry himself yet, so. No. No. Anyway, uh, so, uh, I have a news article from, uh, the Shanghaiist, uh, which is, this is kind of a weird one. Hmm. So, you know, there are, there are always going to be sort of like, uh, toys and fads that kids are into. Um, but the current one, um, that people are really scared about actually is this toothpick crossbow. Uh. So imagine just this tiny, teeny crossbow and basically you put a, a toothpick in it and okay, toothpick like doesn't sound too bad, but when you fire it from a crossbow, that thing could do serious damage. So the like I, I guess this is sort of countrywide like there's a fear and they were doing tests on it and they were shooting uh toothpicks into like cans can like and it would pierce a can of you know <laughs> can of coke or whatever no yeah, serious seriously like the, i mean obviously there's no videos or i have no proof that this isn't like uh exaggerated but it, it looks like you know this thing could do damage i've definitely seen those around have you i yeah. haven't i haven't oh, yeah. seen them they're cute they literally yeah, look like teeny cute. tiny crossbows cute. yeah so they're saying obviously like oh like crossbow for barbie yeah oh yeah <laughs> did you have action man no oh, no well, maybe I oh but maybe you had like gi joe or yeah, something G. like I that but, oh, we had action one um yeah so they're saying that um the toy might be tiny but it does pack a punch able to puncture balloons cardboard apples soda cans and presumably human eyes Okay, but you can puncture a balloon with a toothpick just with your hand, and yeah, same with an course, apple. Yeah, I'm curious to know, actually, like, how quickly, or if there's any kind of regulation with the spring, like, how hard. Because yeah. I wouldn't be so concerned. Okay, yeah, I'm sure that there would be some accidents, just like with a rubber band gun, um, which is also very easy to manufacture <laughs> and can also sting, or like, oh, you shoot it into some, directly into some somebody's eye, right. it probably could have some serious consequences, but... If they put a poison dart in instead of a toothpick, then you have like real <laughs> problems, <laughs> or like a needle or something. Mm. Like I could see it you being used for more deadly maneuvers maybe. than just toothpicks. But I, I I just I think maybe you have um your you think kids are more responsible than they are. <laughs> I just yeah. think kids are stupid, especially boys with mini crossbows like oh, i just think it's an accident yeah of course but i mean like my brother used to have one of those guns that shot like pellets oh, out of BB, it bb gun uh it's not a bb it. gun oh no um that's it's like plastic discs mm. it's plastic discs so you'd shoot it and it was these small plastic discs mm-hmm. and they hurt like heck and yeah. you could fill it they were the exact same size that you could also fill it with pennies So, it's one thing if it's, like, a really lightweight plastic disc. It's another thing when your brother is chasing you around with that thing loaded full of pennies. 
So it's like, yeah, we used right. to have just as dangerous toys, I feel like, growing oh, up. And we yeah. were just as stupid, for sure. Oh, yeah, no doubt. But I think a lot in the West, those toys have are largely don't exist like i mean obviously you can get some things but i think some of the the toys that not toy yeah i mean let's call them toys we had as kids i don't think they exist as much anymore. probably not because everybody's so cautious now. right like, right slingshot used to be like the most common toy and now it's like so forbidden you, you see kids with slingshots no because you could do way more damage oh, with yeah. a slingshot with than with like a a toothpick slinging crossbow i think you put a Maybe. rock in there. Come on, you yeah, can't yeah, say. Yeah. And you pull. You can pull that because, like, with mm. the crossbow, it's this tiny thing. There's only so far you can stretch it, right? It's, yeah. it's literally oh, yeah, like this teeny tiny thing fits in the palm of your hand. But with a slingshot, yeah, I just don't see what's the point of it. Like, sling. I guess slingshots. Like, you could, you could, you could, um, you know, shoot. I don't know apples or whatever if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I came up with that. But, like, what's the point in a crossbow, a toothpick crossbow? Like, what can you do with that? Like, it's what's it? For fun, just for, right? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, just for fun. But I, I, I see the practical use with a, uh, a slingshot. I just think it's just... Yeah, you could kill a bird with a slingshot. Very practical. But with a crossbow <laughs> toothpick, I you guess get stuck in the wild, you know, like, you, you know, you get lost in the forest. Anyway, some, some cities um, have already banned this crossbow. Uh, Chengdu, Kun, uh, Kunming, and Harbin, um, while police in Chongqing, Ningbo, and Hunan have issued warnings. Uh, I'm it's curious a- to know what kind of injuries have been, <laughs> you know, know, like what's what's causing this. Uh, JD.com and Taobao have already banned them. Uh, yeah. Okay, so you can buy a Vietnamese bride from Taobao, but not a <laughs> <laughs> toothpick launcher. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And, like, every kind of dildo you would ever need, like, ever. And, and yet, not this crossbow thing. <laughs> you probably can, as if, like, who's going to stop him? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm i not always in favor of, like, the government regulating these kind of things. I feel like mm. a lot of it is the responsibility of the parents. It's, like, also oh, with yeah, junk sure. food and stuff. Like, when they ban certain junk food because it's unhealthy, it's like, well... Some of it has to be left up to the public to right. decide what's good and what's what's not. You can't yeah. just have, like, a zombie. Sure. If you make everything idiot-proof, you're just creating a bunch of idiots, is what I think. I think it's good for kids to, like, inflict pain on each other. Oh, no, I, I, yeah, I agree with you. They but, learn, but with, you know? But not with... Not with Toothpicks? Toothpicks in the yeah. eye. I don't want a toothpick in the eye. I'm just in saying. In the eye, yes. But it used to be a pretty good shot. I'd yeah, actually probably. be impressed with probably. somebody who would get it in someone's yeah, eye. Yeah, I just think kids are idiots. Sorry. I, just I mean, you could just hit him in the eye with a baseball bat instead. <laughs> that's not the same. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's move Right, on. that's worse. And that's still available on Taobao. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, I'm pooping anyway, all over this. Anyway. <laughs> um, okay, so last week we had a message from Jennifer... Um, and she was asking us about uh, Chinese names, and so we we I, I just uh, read how I read bleh, read out her question at the beginning of the episode because we'd already covered names uh, in a prior um, episode. But uh, the day after she sent me the question, she sent me another comment, which is uh, as we you know this has basically caused a lot of laughter in our office. So, uh, she says, uh, Since I wrote yesterday, a much more interesting question has come up. On Sunday, Father's Day, our au pair offered to watch our infant son so we could, quote, 
take a hot shower together, unquote. <laughs> and I was a bit embarrassed at the suggestion, and we declined. Then, uh, yesterday, she suggested it again, and could tell I was embarrassed, and she clarified she meant hot, like temperature, not like sexy. <laughs> So I was like, oh, it's a nice gesture, and my husband will probably be excited. Why not? <laughs> anyway, after I agreed, she said, oh, and you will need wine and romantic music. <laughs> so many questions. Uh, a, I presume that some Chinese people are much more open talking about sex and romance, and B, what is the deal with non-sexual group showers? Are they a, com a, a common date romantic activity? From this white's uh, white chick's perspective, they are not especially relaxing. <laughs> And then, so I commented back to her, and then she also responded later, I forgot to add that when we came downstairs 20 minutes later, she actually expressed disappointment that our romantic show date did not last longer. <laughs> uh, incidentally, I'm currently listening to Getting Naked in China, which is episode 75, and our neighbours across the street who moved here from China for grad school have the crotchless outfits for their baby boy, but it's currently used over a diaper. Yeah. Yeah. That's cheating. <laughs> so, where, where do we start with this, Nora? Oh, this is great. I'm so glad she wrote this one. I'm, I'm, I mean, obviously we're not la like laughing at obviously the embarrassment that it's caused, but it's such a good story. Like, You can't make that kind of thing up. No. I mean, generally, the question that she's asking is whether this hot group shower non-sexual group showers is a thing in china and no no it's definitely not no. i mean they have um in the spas here of course it's divided male and female they'll have showers i don't know if it's group showers but they'll do like the scrub you've done the scrub thing have, right where they like scrub all your skin and you're yeah, yeah. just like totally naked right? oh yeah but but it's the same as like a massage really because although but you're alone no, no, you're in like an area Other women with the are people. there. Yeah. Oh, but okay. obviously no one apart from the lady who's scrubbing you and you are covered, you know, uh for the most part with a, a teeny tiny towel. Mm -hmm. I suppose like you are when you have a massage. Um but there are Oh, other... so you laying down or yeah, standing? Yeah, yeah, lying down. Mm -hmm. Um, you're, you're with other people. They just give you a good scrub to get all oh, the dead yeah. skin off. Yeah. Oh, I want to do It's a that. rigorous scrub. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the only thing that I could think of where it would be like a, a hot group shower, but definitely yeah. not like in a home setting. Would you have a no, shower no, with no, somebody? No, no. Yeah, but in the spa, we talked about that. In did we talk about that last episode too? About this sort of openness in front in in spas, like people just get cha like showered and changed in front of the people. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm not sure if that's just my prudish nature that finds that very uncomfortable uh really yeah kind of but uh, the people are very relaxed about that here yeah uh, for the most part yeah. yeah for the most part um but yeah this this is definitely not normal <laughs> i don't yeah. think yeah and we asked our colleague um jamson whether she thought because i was wondering if there was something like lost in translation if mm -hmm. she meant by shower she meant something else and then Jamson mentioned some uh, idiom about lovebirds, about right, how in the bath, in a yeah, bath. <laughs> about how lovebirds also will take baths together, and that's like a romantic, something romantic. I think having a hot bath, maybe she's mixing bath and shower. Like maybe she's mm -hmm. imagining like a hot tub 
situation where it's like you're like sitting in a jacuzzi with jets and you've got a glass of wine right. and you're hanging out together and relaxing maybe it's something like that but it, it's it would it's a st- still a strange thing for your nanny to say to you like you know well i'll take care of the kids why don't you and your husband go and soap each other up like <laughs> it's, it's kind of strange. strange so yeah we i mean we suspect that it's some sort of maybe it's come from tv or movies maybe yeah, I think she's probably, like, trying to be West... Like, maybe she's seen some stuff on TV and then she wants to... I don't know. Like, she's trying to... Yeah, replicate something she's seen on TV or Yeah, or just, some like... Phrase. Yeah, trying to be more open, but then she's gone a little bit too far in that direction. But it's definitely very odd. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we... Uh, from our understanding of Chinese culture... Most Chinese people don't talk openly about sex, or or even romance, really. Um, But when we spoke to Champson just before we came to record, she did say, like, people will talk in a joking fashion, as as do we, I suppose. You know, we might make some... uh, She did specifically say, like, it's there's a lot of innuendo, so things that could be construed in one way but it's actually got some sort of like sexual meaning behind it and people will between amongst friends though right like there's not you know she made she remarked about how if there's um a dinner between uh you know uh like a staff dinner or something you know often the men might have a, a a drink and they might become a little bit um they might make rude comments and a lot of the women would feel particularly uncomfortable about that, I think. Yeah, yellow jokes, as yellow they call jokes, them yeah, in right. Chinese. <laughs> but that, I think that's the same in the West, isn't it? Although I think perhaps women w- might be less offended, I think. Just yeah. because sex is just more op- we're just more open about that. Right. I feel like a lot of... It's, it's so sort of... It's, I don't want to say it's hidden because it's not, is it? Because obviously people are aware there are, you know, people have mistresses and there are... Uh, places where you can go to have a happy ending. So it's obviously not that hidden. People know about it, so I I don't know. Yeah, it's somehow more available and then, like, somehow less talked about. It's so confusing. Like, how can you describe that? It's Mm. so... I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but this is definitely not a thing that would happen. It's not like, oh, she's Chinese, therefore this is a common thing that (laughs) that Chinese people would say or Mm -hmm. suggest. That's definitely not the case. So we're both baffled by by this as well like yeah. must be something related to being lost and like i i think she's probably like trying to bend to the cu- cultural like make a i don't know she's trying to act m- more western i guess but I then kind of so. like went a bit farther yeah. than she realized <laughs> it's pretty funny though yeah um i was gonna make a comment but it's gone <laughs> Speaking of things lost in translation, um, I found some, because this cause just reminded me of some, you know, I'm sure a lot of you out there have seen these Chinglish signs everywhere, and I thought that I would bring up a few on the show just because we're talking mm. about this kind of, like, um, like miscommunication between the East and the West. So I will read some of these signs and see if you can figure out what they are supposed to say. And for the Chinese, our Chinese listeners out there, I'll read you the Chinese too, so you can, you could probably find this pretty funny too. So the first one is, 文明如厕, 全靠大家, 
So that's been translated as civilization go to toilet. Thanks to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Which huh. sounds like a very deep statement about like the like how the earth is, you know, like how civilization is going to the crapper, right? But actually what it what it should mean is something like um like be basically like be courteous in the toilet in the bathroom. Yeah. yeah right be courteous in the bathroom mm-hmm. basically yeah yeah civilization go to toilet thanks to everyone yeah <laughs> they're often quite flowery aren't they when they're translated into english yeah um, sometimes they're really straight, cute very funny strange. yeah here's the next one ching ching li ha go go de bian bian so that's <laughs> please do not empty your dog here <laughs> Which I think you can probably guess what it means. Right. Like, don't let your dog poop here. That's great. <laughs> Please I like do that. not empty your dog here. Um, and then we had, you mentioned one of the listeners had mm. posted some a sign that they had seen or something from a menu. Yeah, this was, we got this via a tweet um, from uh, Raymond Christiansen. Uh, this was uh, uh, on our written Chinese uh, Twitter. And um, there'd been there'd been a comment about... Uh, wife pie and he posted this uh, about wife pie wife pie yeah it's there's some sort of they look like cookies or something oh i'm not really sure exactly what they are and they're called wife pies yeah wife pies it was a new one on me i i said i hadn't heard of this but anyway yeah so he sent us this uh from a menu yeah which said the chinese is sushi kao fu and the translation is sushi roasted husband which is why I said it, because it's <laughs> husband-related. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, tasty. <laughs> I have a couple other ones for okay. you. Ming Zu Yuan, which has been translated as racist park. Oh. <laughs> I think more common translation might be, like, uh, cultural village. Right. But I suppose with names, it's always hard to translate, isn't it? Like, if it's just a name of a park, then it might not even... Obviously, that that's not necessarily in this case, but some parks are just the name of a park, right? Yeah. You, you don't necessarily translate it into anything meaningful, yeah. I guess. But in this case, I think, because yeah. Minzu means, like, an ethnicity, mm-hmm. and then Yuan is park, but I think more likely it would be translated into, like, a cultural village or something, because I imagine it's a place where you can go to learn about the different ethnicities. Like, you know, I always talk about China has 56 different ethnicities so they ha- they try to promote cultural awareness mm. of the other um other cultures beyond the han which is a dominant um ethnic race here uh here's the next one so this the has been translated as don't have a rest in the whole year which is on a sign of a business which should be reading um, open during holidays, basically. Oh. So oh, like Chen Yan Wu shows, like right. They translate a lot of these. Like when I actually, it makes it even more confusing now because like when I first came to China before, and I would see a sign that was translated poorly, it was so obvious. But now when I read the Chinese and then I see the translation, I'm like, hmm, it's not so bad. Yeah. But yeah, because it's tra- it's translated very literally. Yeah, even, um, actually, I, I, sorry to interrupt no. with your 
translations. More. I just found one. Uh, I saw one on the bus the other day. Actually, I posted it on our written Chinese Instagram account, um, like asking people to translate translate the Chinese into English. And that even the Chinese was kind of it, it makes sense, but you, you have to sort of think about it. Like, what's like what's the meaning? It, it was basically something like um, civilized, something like civilized drive, uh, civil like green travel. What does that even mean? Like, mm. but the chi- it was literal. That was literal chi- from the Chinese. And I talked to Champson about it, and she was. Like, I mean, it, it, once you think about it, it makes sense. It's like, oh, you know, the the first comment is like to the driver. That's what she said. She thought she thought that the comment, the first line was to the driver, like, driver, drive well, and then you know, gr- everyone else can have a nice journey. <laughs> Kind of ah, yeah. It's a weird. It was a weird one. Yeah, that's what's so difficult with translating Chinese is that you can understand all of the words and what they mean, but then when you put them together, mm-hmm. the meaning can still get really lost in translation. So much so. Yeah, and there's always there's always chance that you can translate something to the best of your ability, but there's there can always be an alternate like. Like translation, I think. Like we obviously with written Chinese, we um, we have our blog posts and also social media where you know Chamson and I like will tra- uh, translate. Well, she obviously she's doing the translating. Um, have phrases in Chinese and then the English, and sometimes we can deliberate for a long time over how to translate something best to you know to get the right meaning across and sometimes we'll do that and we'll still have people say oh well shouldn't the translation be better like this or oh i would translate it like that you know so it's always there's always different ways that you can translate something definitely which makes the language kind of cool in a way but also a little complicated (laughs) it ties into the whole culture like okay this is true with any language there's generally um a lot of places when you're going from one language to another where there's no exact translation Mm. and you have to kind of make a leap but in chinese it's like on steroids compared to other languages at least that i've personally studied and um it goes back just like to the whole culture like in China, like, you don't want to explicitly say your meaning. Like, everything mm. you do or say seems to be always shrouded in a little bit of mystery and left to interpretation. So it's, like, somehow part of the whole system here. Like, they don't want to make everything. That's that's the same with their, like, their legal system. Mm-hmm. It's the <laughs> same with any kind of bureaucracy. It's, like, they don't want the rules to be clear and like black and white black and white yeah Yeah, they don't want to make it easy for people to to do stuff you need to use your connections basically in order to get things done here you can't Mm -hmm. just follow the rules as they're written in the book that's just the nature of china and that's what makes it really interesting but also really difficult to do business here as well because you know americans generally like they take contracts as you know, basically like testimony, you know, like everything is set in stone. Once it's in the contract, it's like, this is how it is. But things don't exist that way in China. You may have contracts, but they're always fluid. And so it goes all the way back to the language. Like even simple sentences can be, often can be interpreted in multiple ways. So you're right. Like the translation is really, really tough, but also really, really fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and not only that, but um, just, like, Chinese as a written language is quite different from Chinese as a spoken language because 
<clears throat> there are so many homonyms in Chinese, like words that sound exactly. I'm not talking about they have different tones on the same pinion. I'm talking about same pinion, same tone, exactly the same. And they have completely different meanings. So when you speak, you have to use like kind of like helping words mm. to convey your meaning. But when you write the Chinese, you can omit a lot of those words because yeah. it's obvious which... Much what you're saying. Yeah, what you're saying. Yeah. So in written language, it becomes even more cloudy. So it's like, it's no wonder that these signs, like, really, they should have, like, pay somebody to, <laughs> to clean up the translations because you'll often see very official-looking places, like, government buildings that have like crazily translated yeah. signs and stuff like that so they really should have a native speaker at least come and take a look at that i mean how much does that cost to get someone to come in and just like mm. run through the english but it it does make sense why there are so many errors like that yeah yeah yes um so i have two more yeah. this next one is my favorite so it's um shao cao xiu hu so that's translated as do not disturb tiny grass is dreaming oh yeah i've seen that one <laughs> which would be more commonly translated as like don't walk on the grass <laughs> yeah. but it's so cute so the i mean do not disturb tiny grass is dreaming so it's also similar like the chinese itself is is it's like literal translation basically yeah but it's Tiny funny that they grass. felt the need to describe the grass in such a... Well, I think they... Because I've seen that in a lot of parks. Like, this yeah. one of the signs that I walked by every day to take the bus when I was living at my old place was, um, Tender grass, how hard-hearted to trample thee, it said. Which was also, like, obviously meant to say, like, don't, don't step walk on, on the, the lawn. Like, don't walk on the grass. But they had flowered it up. I don't know. Maybe they think people will be more respectful i think for nature for things in mm. nature they tend to be more like they want people to understand that there are consequences like oh if you step on this tiny grass who's the grass dreaming, will cry yeah, will cry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and this last one's a bit of a laugh that's uh tanji ren ci cuo. so that's I've been translated as deformed man toilet. Oh, <laughs> which is a very politically incorrect. Obviously, should be uh, like handicap stall or I don't know what the disabled. disabled I don't know disabled. what the PC is nowadays. Disabled. Disabled. Think, okay, yeah. disabled. Uh, deformed man oh, toilet. He's so bad. <laughs> well, China is far from politically correct, which is also one of the things to kind of. <laughs> enjoy about this place in a way <laughs> still have this kind of oh yeah direct blatant um yeah classifications of people and things well even with your first example with the racist park like <laughs> there are some things in china like y you could say in china that you definitely and forget the translation exactly but you could definitely you can get away with using those certain words in chinese but but the you wouldn't in the West. Oh, yeah, like Chinese people themselves will refer to themselves as yellow. <laughs> yeah. But you would never, oh, if you say that in the West, like, oh, those yellow people, the yellow men. Of mm. course, it's so offensive. Yeah. But in China, they say, like, oh, yeah, like, yellow skin. And they say, like, oh, yeah, we're so yellow, yellow people. 
like, uh, uh, my husband was having a ride home with one of his Chinese friends, and he said, like, this car was... He's, his accent is really funny, and he always says really hilarious things that he says, and he was driving a, a car, and it had been... Um, it was a Mercedes, but it had been, like, fitted for China or something. Like, oh, it had nice. been tailored, kind of like... They have some was it versions. Gold? <laughs> yeah. No, it was a... They had, like, put the seat closer. Like, everything was smaller so that he could more easily drive it. And he's like, this car is for yellow peoples. <laughs> My husband's just, like, you uh, know, giggling to himself, not sure what to say, you know. So it's really funny. You get you often get this kind of <laughs> humor. Yeah. Wow. Do you know those uh, two how bikes are in Chi- uh, Shenzhen now? Yeah, I saw them um, just lined. I haven't seen uh, anybody riding no, them yet, though. I haven't actually seen one. I've been told, but I haven't seen one yet. Yeah, I saw a couple lined up on just like a random street, and then I saw one along with the other, like another pile of <laughs> the other e-sharing bikes. I'm surprised they don't have their own little like space lot designated spaces VIP. Yeah, of all the e-sharing, of all the what do you call it? Like, yeah, e-bike sh- e bike sharing. Uh, bike sharing, yeah. Of all these bike sharing, these these bikes are just ridiculous looking. I cuz I drove past and it was sunny outside and it literally like shone off the gold yeah, pl- like this fake would... gold plating like blinded yeah. me. I'm like, "Oh, there they are." I think it, it would really be dangerous to, to drive it, especially in this uh, weather when it's it's super sunny and it's like it's already difficult to see just in general but then you get the reflection off those I guess shiny cars will bikes see coming, but yeah ridiculous you're just looking at, gonna look like a cycling ball of fire or something mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like there are a couple features to that because they're, they're supposed to be like the premium um of all the bike sharing mm. bikes and they have some cool features, like it knows how tall you are, like you enter your height in the app, and then when you unlock the bike, it automatically adjusts the seat to your height. That's pretty cool. And then it's got, like, phone chargers attached to it, which yeah. is pretty cool. And it also, like, talks to you. Oh. Yeah. Is uh, it clever enough to know what language you speak when you send it? <laughs> Maybe. Based on the app, they could pretty easily do that. Just, yeah. Just add another language. But yeah, that's... They look ridiculous. I haven't seen anybody wearing them. People are saying, like, oh, it's... I think people are just, like, too afraid to touch them. I, I want to try. I yeah? Wanna yeah, I want to see how fantastic it is. I'm going to give a review. Yeah. yeah I'm going to try. I'm going to see if I can get one, and I'm going to tell you what it was like. Mm. Well, where I saw them was, like, behind the Langham. So maybe you can... So I need to find... Go to a posh part of town. Yeah. Find a two-hull bike. Yep. Cool. <laughs> Done. Good luck. Uh, no, I'm sure you'll find one even maybe behind this building because there are so many people who park their bikes just behind the building. So that's right. probably find one. But if it was behind the Langham, I'm wondering if they've just like parked them in, you know, nice areas or where they think the two house hang out. Yeah, I haven't seen very many though. I saw about six in a row just parked to look like they had just dropped them off mm-hmm. there. And then I saw one that was in a different part of town that someone must have tried riding. I'm curious to know what their deposit, if it's the same as with Mobike. I, don't, I can't remember. Anyway, bike sharing in China is so cool right now. Yep. So cheap. It's now, you know, um, Mobike's now in the UK. Oh, really? Yep. They're going to take over the world. It's brilliant. 
Yeah, I'm I'm a huge. Maybe maybe the bikes are actually like robots, and it's gonna there's gonna be like a Transformers thing happen. They're gonna take over the take planet. Over the world. They're, they're just like seeds. They're gonna be everywhere, and then all of a sudden, the bikes just gonna turn into the bike a revolution. Big... Yeah, I've been carrying you around all day. <laughs> it's my turn now. <laughs> You're gonna turn on us all. Yeah, we're gonna be cycling with them on our backs or something. <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. Right. Uh, Nara, do you have a word of the week for us? Yeah, I have a little phrase, which, again, maybe we mentioned in the show, but it's worth mentioning it again, is um, very common and probably one of the first things that you would learn when coming to China. But for those of you newer listeners, that's Ting Budong, oh. which is a really easy one to remember. I feel like it's very clear, and it's easy to get the, like, Ting Budong, like, Somehow it flows really well. It's you. You don't have to think too much about the um, the tones. Ting dong, yeah. And that means I don't understand. It literally means listen, not understand. Yeah. So it's like I don't understand what you're saying. It's a good phrase when you first get to China. Yeah. Ting dong. Ting dong. Ting dong. People will say it to you. You can say it to people. Yeah. Very easy. Yeah. So check it out. Cool. Uh, I will uh, link to ting dong in our dictionary. <laughs> Um, from uh, writtenchinese.com episode 96 getting closer to that magic number um, and I'll link to any of the articles and anything else that we mentioned in today's episode uh, if you would like to ask us a question you can do so by going to writtenchinese.com slash episode no not episode voicemail sorry <laughs> uh, Jennifer left uh, her question on Facebook, and you can do that too. We're at Two White Chicks, which is T-W-O, not the number. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And also, um, so we talked today about different, you know, mistranslations or miscommunications between the East and the West. And I, I mean, we would love to hear any of your experiences that you've had or signs that you've seen mm-hmm. or anything that you found either funny or strange or... I don't know, sad, anything, <laughs> like lost in translation would be really cool to share your experiences. Um, uh, probably the best way to consolidate all of them in one place is to leave them in the comment section of this, the show notes. So that's writtenchinese.com slash episode 96. Mm-hmm. Would be awesome to hear about that or share any photos <laughs> that you might have. You know, I wonder if there's a... I'm just thinking if there's like a a Chinese version of our podcast where they're talking about how badly like Westerners communicate with them in Chinese. Oh, for those that's hear. a task, yeah, for our Chinese listeners out there. Do some research, see if you can find it. I would there's love to hear to that too. There's got to be one where they're just like slagging us off and saying, "Oh, these <laughs> foreigners that come to China or they can't speak Chinese," <laughs> and all they say is "Timulong." And that kind of thing. Or maybe the other way around too, of Chinese people going abroad and then sharing their experiences, like in Chinese, about their yeah. life abroad and all of the things that they've experienced that's strange yeah. to them. All these pizza and burgers. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, we hope you tune in for our next episode of the Two White Chicks in China. See ya. Bye. Bye.